0: Hello and welcome to episode 125 of the Red Box Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Red Box. I'm your host Bob Fallon,
1: and I'm your co-host Joel Fallon.
0: And this week, we're going to take a look at two very different sides of the movie coin.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: On one hand, we're going to start things off with a review of. The kid-friendly, mother-approved Spongebob, Sponge Out of Water. Yeah. And then we're going to turn to the dark side (laughs) with Fifty Shades of Grey. And I do mean dark.
1: Yeah, the darker shades of (laughs) grey.
0: Yes. (laughs) And then we'll continue that theme with our top five controversial slash hard-to-watch movies. Wasn't quite sure how to word it, but I think we landed on hard-to-watch, basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, all my movies are different.
0: For different reasons. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, well,
0: we'll get into that when the time comes and we'll also talk about, of course, what else we watched in the news of the week in our trailer watch pre-judgment day. But like we said, first we're going to start off with Spongebob, but I almost just forgot to mention. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just talked about
0: this. <laughs> Yes. I have created a subreddit for the podcast at www.reddit.com slash r slash the red box report. So appreciate if anyone could subscribe to that. Get a little chatter going. Yeah, definitely. Sign why not. for it. <laughs> Reddit, the front page of the internet. Why not try to get in on that action? Yeah. <laughs> Might just be us talking back and forth to each other for a while, but. Yeah, whatever. That's I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, now let's get to Spongebob. All right. Sponge out of water. Um, this is actually the second Spongebob movie, I don't know if you knew that or not.
1: I knew there was one, I wasn't sure how many there were though. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, uh, basically the conceit this time was, he's gonna go out of water though, and it's gonna have like a, this weird hybrid element of live action and animation. Yeah. And they're gonna become superheroes, and been a while since i saw it i saw it uh, in theaters when it came out with my daughter uh so forgive me the details are getting a little lost but basically i think it's what well, you know Plankton's trying to get that secret formula yep <laughs> um expectations do you were you a fan of the spongebob tv series No, not
1: really um I'll admit, like, I watched it at one point, probably early on, but it wore off qu- pretty quickly. I more so like the um, supporting characters in the show than I like, definitely, way more than I like Spongebob.
0: Yeah, Patrick.
1: Yeah, Patrick, the easy comedic. Oh, Spongebob.
0: Oh, I could do it sometimes, but I just wasn't prepared. <laughs> uh, and Even uh, Mr. Krabs, just <laughs> yeah,
1: So Unbashingly greedy. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh Squidward. I think it's a good show. Um I mean, as far as cartoons go, if it's between SpongeBob and like My Little Pony or or I don't know, your generic, you know, Nick Jr. slash Cartoon Network, I probably would pick SpongeBob. Yeah, I mean
1: it's format worked. I mean you can't argue with that. It's
0: fast paced, witty. Well, as witty as it could be. Yeah. You know? uh,
1: again, I think the supporting characters bring more of the depth into the show. Spongebob yeah. is sort of this guy you can't hate. Yeah. You know?
0: And he's got a great name, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, it's, it's, so, it's like so dumb, it's genius yeah. type thing. <laughs> and
0: Gary is a mainstay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so I like the show. I actually watched the first movie, like, a month or two before I went to see uh, Sponge Out of Water, and I actually enjoyed it a lot. It was basically an extended episode of the show, but I thought it kept my interest for the whole hour and 15 hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, the besides scale.
1: not watching, not liking SpongeBob, the thing I wasn't looking forward to is even sure. more stronger franchises had a hard time. Making Making uh, it feel like it wasn't two episodes or three episodes.
0: Yeah. That's actually a a complaint I've heard a lot with the new Entourage movie that just came out. I mean, I've never seen Entourage, but I heard it's basically three episodes stitched
1: together. Yeah, I mean, that's how I felt about Family Guy. Yeah. The Simpsons did a good job. Oh, yeah. The Simpsons did a better job of making it not feel like a long episode, but still kind of... Yeah. It yeah,
0: and basically, same thing with SpongeBob Water for me. Felt just like an extended episode. Yeah. Except I actually didn't like this one as much as the first
1: SpongeBob movie. Yeah, I don't really like the concept.
0: I, from the trailers, they really focused on the out of water part when oh, really? it's the hybrid. And that seemed really interesting to me, you know? Like it's not just a version of the show. Extended to an hour and a half Yeah
1: I mean they tried something different Except
0: The first hour and change of this movie Is all (laughs) of basically the normal show And then there's ten minutes of that aspect Which was basically all in the trailers And then back down to the regular version
1: Yeah I had the feeling that (laughs) Two different studios worked on this movie Separately almost You know like Yeah They had a basic outline but
0: the whole time I'm just sitting there. All right, let's get him out of water. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Uh, when are we gonna get there? When we? Gonna... It just kept dragging. Like the thing about SpongeBob being turned into I, maybe it wasn't quite an hour and a half, but close. That is exhausting. Yeah. Because it it's so high paced, high energy. It's hard to keep that level. Yeah. It's good in a 20 minute burst one. On the television, you know, yeah, with commercial breaks (laughs) to give yourself a breather, but when it's just straight like that, it
1: I could maybe see how a very young child would be glued to it, but even eight year olds, I feel like, would be a little burnt out from this movie,
0: yeah. I mean, first 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, this is clever, that was good, you know. I'm like,
1: yeah, I I really enjoyed the beginning of the movie actually.
0: And then it just, they kept repeating, like, similar jokes, same type of things. Yeah. It, it started to get predictable. Like, at first. Absolutely. When it's like an attack, right? on. <laughs> yeah. Plankton, and then, like, they're driving a plane, and
1: just the way that it... Yeah, it kind of goes World War I or something yeah. style.
0: But then, it, it was funny the first few times, but then it kind of gets predictable, because they keep going to the same well. Yeah. The same style. I thought they would
1: have benefited from a new enemy or even bringing black plankton more into the fold or something I don't
0: know but I mean I can't say that I didn't like it I just got exhausted of it and then actually when they did get out of water I thought it was a breath of fresh air except that I had seen all basically all of it (laughs) in that trailer and then like it was fine from there I just wish they would have went out of water maybe a little sooner to get that breath of fresh air Catch your breath a little bit from the base, you know the high paced yeah, I can appreciate
1: the concept of the outer water, but I just don't think it worked out whatsoever. They just kind of blatantly bit off of whatever was popular at the moment, superheroes, the pixari
0: yeah, yeah, it wasn't world. great. I just liked that it was something different,
1: yeah, I, and like I said, I like that idea, but I just don't think they. Ended up delivering, especially with it being so long ahead of time as the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. This movie would have benefited from shaving a half hour, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, basically could have just cut the out of water part and make it just a hour long TV movie episode. Yeah. yeah, that probably would have worked out a little bit better. But yeah, I would agree with you. I did like the pigeons when they were out of water. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, they keep like in the first SpongeBob movie. The enemy was a little bit different. It was, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was like some Poseidon type god like guy. I think I've seen. He loses his magical staff and basically, like all these monsters and all this crazy <laughs> bad stuff starts happening. This felt, maybe that's why I just felt even more like just an extended episode, is because it was just a normal plankton trying to get the secret ingredients. And
1: yeah, I definitely had the vibe of a Cash In cash out kind yeah. of situation like uh this is at the end of its legs but it's so good for all it's got yeah
0: well Mackenzie sat through the whole thing and said she liked it afterwards but she hasn't clamored to like See watch again. it again or get it on DVD or anything so probably not her favorite of the movies she's uh seen in her early life so yeah far. it
1: seems like she sticks to her guns with the movies she does like yes <laughs> Wreck-It
0: Ralph Big Hero 6 um Frozen's kind of died off Lego movie's kind of died off and Daniel Tiger on Netflix that's all she wants to watch now (laughs) (laughs) which it's not a bad show shows good manners and good lessons yeah Yeah, but I'm getting sick of it switch for something else hopefully when we go see Inside Out uh, on Monday that will change things up a little bit we'll see
1: well that's good I hear it's awesome yeah I hear
0: it's one of their best I'm looking forward to it yeah um. As far as character-wise, I think Patrick is—they're all the same, like yeah. level of comedy and all that—as in the TV show.
1: Oh, I gotta say the squirrel—I hate it. Uh, yeah. Like, what's her name? Out of water. Yeah, that was, that was just like, a water. weird squirrel. A real, real <laughs> <Yeah>. squirrel. <laughs> Sorry.
0: They do go for that off-the-wall, weird humor. I think that's... I think it works better in a show like Adventure Time or. Yeah, they,
1: something like that. Spongebob's always taking little bits and pieces from other shows. Yeah, and not without being a complete rip off of any of them. Like Ren and Stimpy is kind of evident. Like when they do the close up, yeah,
0: <laughs> like kind of detailed, stuff, but...
1: gross picture yeah. and all. But yeah. I don't think it really benefits the show as much as it did for like a show like Ren and Stimpy. But Ren and Stimpy's great. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's funny that even in
0: animated SpongeBob movie, the female character is the weakest. Yeah. Hollywood these days, or any day in ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about it. Um, no. It, it's if it's on TV, I'd put it on. Like if Cartoon Network is running it, I'll I'd, I'd toss it on. I mean, why not? Yeah. A
1: little bit. I I didn't enjoy this movie. <laughs> what
0: would you give it? Four and a half. Four and a half. Ooh, that might be your lowest you've ever done. I think it is.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you got a young child, a kid, whatever, I, I would recommend you showing this to them. Yeah, but it's harmless. It's just the same old beaten horse up for me. Yeah. And not even great. I experience. could agree with that.
0: I just found it a little more clever at times, comedic at yeah, times. Yeah, and like I said, I don't like SpongeBob. So yeah. I mean, I'm biased. <laughs> you were... <laughs> You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a light six and a half. All right. Um. So let's go into something completely different. Fifty Shades of Grey. Um. Obviously, this is the movie that is being adapted from the best-selling novel Fifty Shades of Grey, which mommy, yeah. m- what is it? Uh, mommy porn is basically what they call it. <laughs> yeah. It's about a relationship between a rich guy who's in the BDSM and a college student who's a virgin. Yeah. And the thing is, when it was Twilight fan fiction, turned and then eventually turned into its own thing. Oh really? Yeah. So if you look at it from that perspective, it kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, he's supposed to be the vampire edward and she's supposed to be bella Christmas stewart's character huh but Does so the book has been i mean everyone knows yeah I've terribly r- terribly written but a guilty pleasure for women to read on their kindles so they don't have to be embarrassed i think that's the main theme of it yeah <laughs> um and they turned it into a film I wouldn't say it was controversial, but it was interesting to see how it was going to turn out because it's a hard R-rated movie that was expecting to make a lot of money just based off the famousness yeah. of infamy of the book. Just riding right the coattails, of yeah, the book for sure. Trying to be be like the next Twilight, Hunger Games, except for older women, yeah, basically. And it made a decent amount of money when it came out enough to guarantee itself two more sequels jeez two more yep really (laughs) I think it's like Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Darkest no I don't I don't know the last one I forget um but yeah it's basically Christian Grey is the rich guy who (laughs) he's so solemn and Serious and dark, and then it's uh, Anastasia Steele, who is just a virginal college student, goody Kinda goody, shoes. Yeah, yeah. What were your expectations?
1: Um, well, I didn't really expect to love the movie because it—it seems to be a cash grab to middle-aged women. And want to feel bad but good about themselves for reading them I don't know you know what I mean it's just not exactly
0: up our demographic alley
1: I know all the girls went out and saw it there's like a couple goofy videos Uh, I think it's in Russia where they're showing after the first showing they've got a camera set up showing all the girls come out and a guy walks out and just freezes looking at the camera and just back away (laughs) Um yeah, so I don't know. I thought I would at least enjoy the movie. Seems like the production quality of the movie was fairly high, so Yeah, and get That can be forgiving for me.
0: Yeah. Um Sam Taylor Johnson directed it. She's the wife the older wife of Aaron Taylor Johnson who it was kick ass and quicksilver. Oh mm-hmm, okay. She directed Nowhere Boy the John Lennon or yeah wasn't it John Lennon or one of the Beatles uh, yeah but like biopic-ish type thing and I thought that movie was alright she's obviously got some skill behind the camera Dakota Johnson plays Anastasia Steele she I liked her in Ben and Kate a television show that only lasted one season thought she was pretty good in that never seen Jamie Dornan but I know he was in uh, some kind of British um, like crime drama
1: hmm. and I uh, thought he was terrible I didn't think he was I thought as a how he looked he was the perfect pick for Grey because he's like a good looking guy but he's not over masculine or anything yeah. like it wouldn't be that uh, I think the original guy was Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy yeah dude. I didn't see that working so he's like a big pretty big bulking dude you know. I feel, yeah
0: I just feel like he had no charisma.
1: No, not really.
0: Yeah, Like, he looked apart, and I understand he's supposed to be quiet, reserved, like... He's not supposed to ooze charisma, but there should be something there that makes you, like, uh, understand why she's so drawn to him. Yeah,
1: sort of like uh, Gordon Gecko is this bad guy, but everyone loves him. His character, yeah. he oozes something that's... Yeah, I'm important. trying
0: to think of an example put it on the spot, it's hard to come up with something, but basically like a George Clooney Yeah type of thing. Not the looks of George Clooney. He obviously he needs to be more like streamlined. Yeah. In masculine, but and then she I thought she did an okay job as far as acting goes. Yeah. But the writing, the script is horrendous, I thought.
1: I didn't think yeah, I didn't think the directing was bad. The acting wasn't horrible. But the story is just yeah, and what really do you expect? Not that interesting, yeah. If
0: it's such a poorly reviewed book, or at least you know everyone says how terribly it's written, what do you expect the script of the movie? Yeah,
1: exactly. It usually doesn't translate as well as the book, you know. Mm-hmm. When you're working on a poor foundation, <laughs> yeah. I think
0: the biggest it. fault of the movie is that there's no chemistry. But there to really isn't. They seem these two characters. Together. Yeah. There's you could just you just know it when you're watching a movie. It's hard to explain, but like um, Emma Stern and Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love, or Ryan Gosling and anyone. Let's face it, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there just was nothing there. You could just tell they were going through the motions. Everything was cold, and it makes sense when you hear that behind the scenes they hate each
1: other. Really? Yeah. Uh, I would don't doubt that. Yeah, apparently do
0: they did not get along
1: that's the story of Dirty Dancing is the two main the two leads Patrick Swayze didn't like each other yeah they I hated each other i never
0: seen they... it but at least they faked the chemistry on the screen yeah I mean I it's hear. considered a classic pretty yeah. much
1: and it was my mild favorite movie I've seen it a lot <laughs> yeah I remember hearing <laughs> um,
0: yeah so that's really the biggest problem with it other than the script is just no chemistry a lot could be forgiven if like You can... uh, It's hard to understand where these characters are coming from when there's no chemistry to explain the actions they take to, like, stay together.
1: Yeah, I mean, he tries to explain himself slightly throughout it, but it doesn't really make any sense of anything.
0: It wouldn't surprise me if his character went on to become the main character in American Psycho. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, he's... Reminds me of Christian Bale's character In that movie except Like I said no charisma Because there's a good example Christian (laughs) Bale in that movie He's obviously a psychopath He's you know a quiet guy Kind of looks like him But there's just something there that is interesting
1: Nothing here Yeah uh, the whole story is really not very interesting Doesn't really amount to anything either Because Yeah yeah, And it's a
0: cliffhanger Uh I mean, terrible cliffhanger too.
1: Yeah. Without
0: getting into it, but
1: it doesn't uh, really make you go, "Oh, I have to see the next movie to see what happens," no. because it's probably just <laughs> going to be the same old crap.
0: Yeah, I hated this movie. Nothing about it was going to make me say, uh, "I can't wait to see the next one." Yeah. Um, as far as like the sex goes,
1: it was awkward.
0: It's not even, like, I think the allure of it is like, oh my god, this is, like, forbidden stuff. Yeah. This is going to go That's
1: definitely, that's what I felt. Above
0: and beyond, it's going to really show BDSM. No,
1: it's a very tame version of that. (laughs) Yeah, but it's uncomfortable at the same time. Like, I was thinking about this, like, I've seen crazier, more blatant stuff on, like, Game of Thrones and not felt that uncomfortable about it because it's just whatever. But this time it was, like in between that and regular like sex scenes it was just sort of like I don't know
0: this is weird like there's a lot of nudity (laughs) you see a lot of Dakota Johnson yeah (laughs) but it it doesn't come across as BDSM or anything abnormal really at all yeah (laughs) you know it's like the tamest of tame could be at the very end it starts to go in a different direction, but it's like at that point her reaction makes no sense to me because <laughs> why you well, that's what it is, you know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At this point it's like what's it's surprise your choice here? if you want to do it, then you're in it. If not, then fine, go, you know. You know yeah. I don't understand exactly her reaction at the end, but um yeah, there's not much whipping or handcuffing.
1: Yeah, it's really not that crazy.
0: Just very self-core porn, a lot of it. Yeah, it's very <laughs> showtimey. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the side characters, like, isn't is her parents in it? It's been a while since I watched it. Um, her... I know
1: his mom's in it at one point. Oh yeah, um, and she like main... just
0: shows up at her parents' house or something out of nowhere. Yeah, there's a the whole least. stalker vibe about it.
1: Yeah, very much. <laughs> and then he's like, "This is the first time she's ever seen me with a woman." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the it's kind of awkward.
0: Yeah, not a lot makes that much sense about it.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, it would be fine if he was like underneath gay or something like that, because he, he kind of give you these little clues that he might be, and then they. They definitely immediately counteract it. That would be fine, but it's just yeah. like, why would you kind of throw these things out there in the first place?
0: Yeah, confusing a little bit. Yeah. Um... The one decent scene, I thought, was when they're... And I've heard a lot of people say this, but I agree. is like their negotiation scene.
1: That was... I agree with you. It was definitely the strongest scene in the movie. Yeah. I thought when they first met, and then that was... And uh, it's just funny.
0: That scene also kind of makes my point of how tame and dumb the rest of it is. Because when you go on a thing, it's like, okay, no anal fisting. No way. no. And it's going through this stuff that's like... Pretty legit. Yeah. But then they don't even come close to showing or talking about that in any other scene.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's a very odd movie.
0: (laughs) But that negotiation scene was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's the only part where I kind of felt like the movie understood what it was and the best way to, like.
1: Yeah, I I thought the opening scene wasn't bad either. I'm trying to remember. uh, Just uh, when she came up and interviewed him.
0: Yeah, it wasn't terrible.
1: I mean, it wasn't the best, but it was a cheap quirky line at the end, like, oh, I don't look good, look at me, it's like, I am kind of stalkery, but that was a good, strong opening for the characters, that obviously you're going to see this guy again, and then the rest (laughs) of the movie just kind
0: of... The cheesiest dialogue at times, like, so blatant with what they're trying to get across, like he's in the middle of the night playing the piano and then it's like she's like you want to make love? I don't make love. I fuck. (laughs) Yeah. That was such a
1: bad... Reminded me of 50 Cent. (laughs) Hey,
0: 50-50. 50. 50. (laughs) Yeah, I mean I don't have much else to say. I did not like the movie. I did not. I laughed at the movie a few times when obviously it was not meant and there was times when I think it was meant to laugh and I did laugh yeah um if it wasn't for this podcast I would not see any of the sequels I was gonna see this regardless because my wife yeah wanted to check it out she thought it was weird she didn't like it as much as she thought she would she didn't even know what it was about really all she heard was like the hype and
1: uh see I talked to a few girls about it and some of them knew the book some of them didn't but all of them are like, movies are right. It's almost like they wanted to like it.
0: Yeah, I think they like the idea of it more than the actual... Yeah. What's on screen. Yeah. I don't know. But, again, it's not for us. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you're a young male, <laughs> don't take our word for granted, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you must have to see it to believe it, to get behind, to get the pop culture water cooler talk around you know, yeah to be a part of that
1: um I don't know what your score 3 out of 10 3 out of 10 I was a little nicer 5
0: wow you liked it better than Spongebob
1: I did like this better than Spongebob <laughs> I really did <laughs> that's
0: fair that's fair um what do you, what, what do you think Never that it's not relevant I won't even I won't <laughs> all even go there alright <laughs> Let's move on to our top five this week. Uh, we're calling it Top Five Hard-to-Watch Movies. Now, how did you define that um, when you are going through making this list? Well,
1: at first, I was just going to be like bad movies that I watched. But generally, before the podcast, if it was a bad movie, I'd turn it off. <laughs> yeah. So I went in a little farther. It's movies that were actually hard to watch, but they may have even been decent movies. Um, you know, bad movies. Movies I didn't enjoy, the were okay, and mm-hmm. just confusing movies. Or I got one movie that it's a pretty great movie, and then the ending's pretty heavy, and it's hard to watch the movie again after that. Yeah. So you-
0: the, really the reason I thought of even having this be the list, I mean, I don't think Fifty Shades of Grey is hard to watch, per se, but it has that kind of hype behind it. Yeah. You know, like the idea of it is, oh my god, wouldn't watch that with my mom <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Um and then another movie popped into my head, Irreversible, which I almost made you watch for the film club, but that could would just be sadistic. <laughs> it's a great I don't even know how to say it. It's incredibly well done movie. Like great. Like it gets a reaction hardcore. But it is brutal, really, and I'm, it's an honorable mention for me on this list. Like, it is so. It's a really good movie, but it is there's you couldn't pay me to watch that movie again, because there's a like a rape scene where oh. they show from start to finish and do not cut away. But it's it is for a purpose. It is the the reason behind a movie is basically to show. It starts off it goes backwards like it starts off with this guy furious goes into a nightclub and just takes a fire extinguisher and bashes the guy's head in until and they show it and again oh, they, they don't cut. cut and it is brutally graphic and then it goes back t- to the rape so obviously then you realize okay that's him getting revenge for this terrible act that happened and it goes back even further to like the ver- the end of the movie, spoiler alert, which there's really no spoiler because the end is actually the beginning. <laughs> uh, it's just basically these this couple in love, like just showing how in love they are, how great their lives are, basically. And then, and so I guess it, the thing is basically don't take anything for granted because this one act can lead to this, can lead to this, can, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like a snowball. It's a, it's
0: a good movie, but it's hard to watch. I. Mean, Had to try to not just turn it off (laughs) in the middle a bunch of times. Jeez. Yeah, and (laughs) another thing that's weird is it's uh, Monica Bellucci. You know who she is? Uh, A very uh, good-looking Italian actress.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm talking about.
0: So at the end of the movie, she's basically just which is the beginning. She's just like naked the whole time, getting a shower, laying down with him. But it's not enjoyable at all (laughs) because you just watched the scene before. So that's like obviously intentional from the director, I think that's pretty brilliant. Yeah. But uh yeah, so that's basically what I thought of this list. And then I went on to be like, there's a lot of really good movies that I just do not want to watch again. Yeah. Because it's brutal or hard to watch in that aspect.
1: I guess it also coming off of um what's the worst mean? movies called uh, oh. Inherent Vice. I yeah, I could understand how someone would get lost to the movie and not mm-hmm. like it but it's amazing if you actually... I would agree. Yeah, Check <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> our last episode out for that one.
0: Yes, part. it was a good one. What's your number five?
1: My number five, I went with uh, Quality of Life. It's an indie movie about graffiti writers. So that's how I initially saw it. And it's actually very well done. It's uh, very watchable, but... Uh, it gets hot and heavy towards the end and something really bad happens and it just sort of never leaves your mind again it okay. makes it I've seen the movie a handful of times but it doesn't get much easier so that's my number five
0: alright well my number five is Eraserhead this is a David Lynch movie uh, that I believe Casey recommended to me for the film club segment that sounds and this is a very it's a very good movie the reason it's hard to watch is because it, it's creepy. There's nothing like, you know, like a irreversible type of thing in it, but it's um, a black and white movie about a weird version of our world where uh, his wife or girlfriend gives birth to this creature that's like, looks like the little alien from the first alien, <laughs> but it's like, Wrapped up and it just cries incessantly all through the night. And at one point they take the bandage off and it just falls to pieces. The baby like <laughs> and it's just all this weird black and white imagery, creepy as hell. Like the point of the movie, it's a great movie because the and true is how hard parenting is. The paranoia like yeah. basically showing the fears and struggles of being a parent. And there's a lot more to it as well. It's a really good movie, but. Not one that I'm trying probably gonna go back to anytime yeah. soon. It yeah. left an impact, so I don't like right, feel the need to to revisit it anytime soon. Um,
1: my number four is Apocalypto. I believe okay. Mel Gibson. It's a good movie. I it, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie. I'm pretty fuzzy on what it was exactly about. I really liked it, but I mean, it's pretty much in a foreign language. Yeah, and which is good. But it's it's not the easiest movie to get through. It was pretty long. Um, yeah, I, I've only seen it all the way through one time.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I kind of agree. It is kind <clears> of <throat> like... It's a good movie, but it's like... I remember, it's a struggle to get through. Yeah. At the same time, it's kind of weird. For me, yeah, I felt that definitely. way. Definitely. Uh, my number four is Old Boy. The original. The, the original Japanese one. version. Did you ever see that? No, I haven't. Or, I'm sorry. I believe it's South Korea my bad. Yeah. Um, wow. Again, this one's more... A little closer to irreversible. Like, <laughs> there's some crazy sadistic stuff, but also some incredibly cool stuff. The twist at the very end <clears> is, like, throw up in your mouth, but at the same time, like, amazing. Yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of hard to explain. I don't want to spoil it. Um... But, again, incredibly well-made, awesome movie.
1: Yeah, my uh, one of my brother's favorites. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Which one, Dave? Dave, yeah. I can see that. He's sick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's your number three? Well, number three is Natural Born Killers. Okay. It's. Uh,
0: I could say it's hard to watch, but for probably for different reasons. I just um, don't like I, it. I mean, <laughs> I
1: don't like it as much as other people. It's absolutely... I can appreciate it, I guess, but... No desire to watch it again.
0: It's so weird. Yeah. It's almost like a music video spliced with a real movie.
1: Yeah, it's like the, a trip of a bad trip.
0: And sometimes I like weird stuff like that. That just yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't work for me. for me. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, But in the actual movie parts, Woody Harrelson is really good. Yeah, But absolutely. I just couldn't get past the other weird aspects of it. Yeah. Alright, my number three is American History X. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Why, that's hard to watch. Um, uh, Edward Mm -hmm. Norton plays a Nazi slash ex-Nazi who goes to prison for like 12 years, I believe it is. Um, Pretty horrific shit. For curb stomping. Yeah. It's hard to watch because of that scene, the racism alone, just the whole aspect of it, you know. Just the
1: Nazis suck. (laughs) I like how he is this weird anti- He's not even an anti-hero, really. He's just this nah. very gray character. Yeah. Because even when he does that curb stop, you can understand him getting back at him, but the reason he Doesn't, does yeah. is over the top and nuts. Yeah. And then redemption right. without getting into and it And I think,
0: much. yeah. I mean, it's I think it's a great movie. Uh, sorry. Uh, but I think it shows, like influences an older brother can have on a younger brother. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to it that, uh, has a pretty good message behind it, behind all the bad stuff.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's hard.
0: Yeah, exactly. What's your number two?
1: My number two, um, put spongebob but i'm gonna put the room on there it's <laughs> the, the worst movie i've ever seen in my entire life
0: that was hard to watch for you yes that was one of the easiest watches <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> definitely go back and listen to our taken three review i believe it's episode 123 that was a fun one yeah <laughs> we reviewed the room. <laughs> my number two is 12 years a slave okay. for similar reasons to the other ones um uh, I think I I even talked about it a few weeks ago And mentioned how I actually watched it twice And that was a big mistake Because it was incredibly hard to watch Yeah. <laughs> like the hanging scene And just again The whole idea behind it Because it is so realistic And like well done That makes it all the harder
1: Yeah, I still so, haven't seen it It's definitely on my list But it's a movie see. I gotta... Prepared? Claire's <laughs> yeah. time and mental yeah. space for It's it. not
0: one to just like throw on in the background when you're doing
1: something else. Yeah. But it is awesome. Alright. My number one is going to go to Pi. Okay. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's first film. It's just shot in black and white.
0: Probably similar to like uh, Eraserhead in that aspect. Some creepy imagery.
1: Yeah, very creepy imagery. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's a Decent movie, especially for it being so low budget and whatnot, but it is hard to get through. I mean, it's some tough scenes, and it's been a long time since I've seen it because of that. Yeah, I got it when I bought Requiem for a Dream on DVD, it came with pie, and yeah, I, I think I actually,
0: I know I've seen I think I watched it over your house actually when I did see it. I believe it, and I don't remember a whole lot, I just remember being weird, but... It's well, a lot of major. imagery rather than yeah.
1: like coherent plot.
0: And speaking of Requiem for Dream, I was going to put that on this list, but since I just put it on the last episode yeah. list, I put it as an honorable mention. Because obviously yeah. the drug usage and the effects of that is hard to watch. Oh yeah. And the S to ask. Can never forget ass to ask.
1: Can't um, believe she did.
0: <laughs> it was a documentary, that part. Yeah. No. <laughs> My number one... Hard to watch movie. United
1: 93. I I've saw this on some other lists. Yeah. Not, I haven't watched it.
0: It's a top 10 movie of all time for me. And it's an incredible movie. I think the reasons why it's hard to watch are pretty obvious. Yeah. It is detailing the flight during the 9-11 uh, fiasco that actually landed in an open field. And it shows how that happened. And super realistic. Super realistic. I'm not a huge like, yay America woohoo guy, but it, this movie really gets your patriotism going in a good way, not in like a contrived like yeah, um, Mark Wahlberg way. Human <laughs> way. <Evenly. laughs> yeah, awesome like unknown actors at the time. I haven't watched it in a while, but I hear there's some noticeable guys. Okay. If you go back, but at the time didn't know any of the actors, and that was perfect for the role. Like, yeah. Heartbreaking movie, hard to watch movie, but an excellent movie, directed by the guy who did all the Born movies, and uh, Captain Phillips, oh, and okay. you can tell, just based on like the handheld aspects at times, and the freneticness of it, nice. awesome movie. Any honorable mentions?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, these movies could have easily been on my list, but... Uh... Spongebob, obviously. Uh, Clockwork Orange.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I
1: don't know if I've ever even seen that all the way through. Uh, it I is tough it From reputation. Uh, Human Centipede. I'm ashamed to say I have seen.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I actually, that was another one of the movies that kind of inspired this list. Really? Yeah. Um, I The first one, I haven't seen the second one, which I hear is... I, not no, is like it. what you think the first one actually is. I thought the first one was okay. Actually, yeah, it was, it was
1: definitely better than I expected. It effectively
0: was just... horror at times. But um, Jesus, not great movie, but decent horror movie. I thought. What but a strange concept. Though. That is definitely the meaning of
1: hard to watch movie. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah, and uh, I put Donnie Darko. I don't really think it's that hard of a movie to watch, but. Could see. I, it's, I
0: don't like it very much. It, I know not, it's a beloved indie. Like it's kind of the same uh, time
1: of Requiem. I think Requiem's years. A hundred
0: times better. All right, I have Kill List, a horror. One of the best horror movies I think ever made. Uh, hmm. I didn't put it on my list because not all of it is hard to watch. It's mainly just the last half an hour. Okay. But man, that last half an hour. This is insane. This you have to see this movie. It's a British movie. It starts off as a, like a relationship drama, and it's really good at being that. And then in the middle, it kind of turns into this like thriller, crime, detective type of deal, Jeez. action movie, and it's really good at being that. The last half an hour is just pure insane horror, and it is amazingly good at that. Wow. Yeah. So definitely one I would strongly recommend. Definitely also have blue Valentine
1: this I haven't a, actually watched this
0: I love it it's a dark movie uh, Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams it's a movie they filmed weirdly like they filmed one the beginning when they're skinny and a happy couple six weeks later they film all the part where they made them gain weight oh, and then really? like the years later when the marriage is not doing good at all and then the movie like splices all that together to create one movie same guy that made. Uh, Place Beyond the Pines and, oh, okay. uh, really well done I thought definitely depressing but really good Mysterious Skin is a Joseph Gordon Levitt movie about a kid who was uh, sexually abused as a child and how he grew up kind of fucked up Jeez. hard to watch good movie though Yeah. and Kids we talked about I yeah. think, recently that's hard to watch Very. Uh, yeah that's about it yeah <clears throat> so pretty good list Yeah. (laughs) Um, What else did you watch this week? Anything that was easy to watch?
1: Um, I kind of revisited a few movies. I've been watching Trailer Park Boys again. I I can't get into it. (laughs) One of our favorites. I think it's hilarious. I can see why people. It's kind of weirdly polarizing how people hate it or love it.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's just, I don't know. I'm into goofy stuff like that. Um, i hear you. I watched uh, The Great Escape.
0: Okay, I saw that on Netflix. I actually added it to my Netflix queue.
1: It's pretty good for an older movie. Um, Here it is, yeah. Uh, it doesn't really hold up quite as well as I remembered it.
0: It's got a lot of great actors in it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, just for that, it's it's kind of on par with... You ever seen Escape from Alcatraz? Yep. Yeah, kind of along the lines of that, but POW World War II. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool.
0: Um, I watched a documentary that I received from Magnolia Pictures. Thank you very much, by the way. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, the Wrecking Crew. It's basically about the music, um, music scene in the '60s and '70s with uh, the guy that Al Pacino played in that movie. Let me look it up real quick. But uh, right. it's like they're known for the Wall of Sound, and um, basically it just shows how. These producers and backup singers were really a key cog behind so many of the best music of that time, like uh, okay. Beach Boys and a lot a lot of great songs that you would recognize, 100%. Yeah. Um, it's the guy is son of a bee sting, I can't find out. The guy who went to jail for like killing somebody. Oh, boy. Oh, I think I know you're talking about. I don't
1: know what his name is. Uh... I'm going to keep looking it up. But
0: um, it was a, it was a decent documentary. It actually was made in 2008, but it's just now getting this release uh, All right, really? nowadays. And um. It just was okay for me. It felt dated. You could tell it was old. Yeah. Like the interviews with Dick Clark before he had anything wrong with him and oh, uh, Cher when she still looked like Cher. And yeah. I mean, it was okay. It was semi-interesting to me. It just was just basically by the books. And documentaries, Um, I do like documentaries, but for me it's like a horror, the horror genre where the good ones are really good, but then there's a lot of just Yeah, I agree with you. hard to distinguish between each other because they're just like, you know, by the numbers. I
1: think they've just changed so much in like the last 10 years. It used to be everyone had a a very clear structure, you know. Yeah,
0: and so many...
1: Like National Geographic kind of style, you know what I mean? But now it's... it's,
0: And it just depends on the subject matter, really. Yeah. When some documentaries if they're really well made the best ones it doesn't matter what the, su- the subject is the director can make it interesting exactly. no matter what but for all these generic ones it really depends on the interest you have in the subject matter and I had a little bit I mean it was cool especially in the beginning hearing all the music and just some of the stories behind it but then it kind of just I was like yeah I get it at a certain point
1: but yeah it
0: was interesting 6 out of 10 I would give it
1: I'm still trying to find out. <laughs> <audience. And, laughs> kind of uh, reminds me of uh, watching Before uh, I even uh, Festival Express.
0: Phil Spector is a, Oh <laughs> yeah, did we... I remembered it right before I <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Decent movie. Nice. I also watched Bound, the Wachowski's first movie, directorial debut. Oh, okay. It's like a sexual thriller, sexual crime thriller, uh to go along with the theme of Fifty Shades of Grey but <laughs> what really spurred me to watch it was uh, Sense8 you know oh, okay. remember I yeah. talked about it and uh, this was on Netflix so I watched it it's um, it's a movie about a woman played by Gina Gershon who moves into an empty apartment building to like fix it up and Jennifer Tilly is like this sexy next door neighbor with her husband and they kind of fall in love yeah and then they have like a lesbian tryst and then it turns out that Jennifer Tilly's husband is in the mob and there's this big load of cash that they plan on stealing and basically it's like their attempt to steal it and get away with it it's it's pretty well done like you can definitely see early signs of the Wachowski's uh, creativity as far as like camera work goes and just yeah they're really good at making interesting uh ways to show what since some places aren't very interesting. They're fantastic directors. Yes. They're just
1: not always so great at delivering the actual story, mm-hmm. or at least time. tying it up. They're great at building, but bringing it all together sometimes yeah. they fall short on.
0: And they do a good job of really uh, creating a sexual tension with, with this movie. Like, hmm. They show them going at it, and it's definitely... <laughs> Ooh. more sexy than Fifty Shades of Grey let's put it that way All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it was a good movie for sure uh, Joe Pagliano is in it as the husband and he's pretty great um, yeah I don't know I definitely would recommend it like I give it a strong seven and a half out of 10. Oh, nice um, I don't know yeah if you haven't seen it check it out the yeah check this
1: one on Netflix
0: We're talking Game of Thrones oh
1: yeah
0: alright so I guess we should say spoiler alert for the next five minutes yeah give us time to talk about the finale and what's coming next so all right the finale was called mother's mercy what did you think
1: oh i thought uh i thought it was really well done they don't fail too often with their finales
0: i thought it was okay um obviously we talked last week about how i I had a Roller coaster of emotions going from an amazing episode to one of my least favorites in the series. This was definitely better than the ninth episode. Yeah, that. I agree with that as well. Not um, mine. I thought it was okay. Like, I, I still have some of the same issues that were carried over from the ninth episode. Yeah. Like, just the downfall of Stannis. So fast, so sudden. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I it's a, huge... a little. And it's a little disappointing that whole big battle. Yeah. was supposed to take place. I, I did love that overhead shot where it shows the bigger army circling around. Yeah, like, I wish that was, was awesome. a more. Yeah, they did that at the end of last season when Stannis actually took on the wildlings.
1: Looks awesome. It right? makes me think back to like um, when Rob was around yeah. and in battles like they just skipped. It's like a RTS view, but
0: amazing graphics. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like a Command and Conquer type deal. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I thought that was... The best part by far was Cersei. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe that
1: wasn't her as the actor.
0: I kind of I knew it wasn't before, so that was really distracting. I could tell.
1: I was like, at first, I was like, huh? I can't believe she did that. And then I was like, no way. Yeah. But Um, apparently they weren't allowed to film it was the big issue. Yeah, because it was a
0: church or something?
1: Yeah, it's very conservative. Wherever they were, they wouldn't let them do it.
0: Yeah but that was so well done It. I'm glad it was as long as it was because that really got across Yeah, how long she had yeah. to walk and yeah. just all this shit literally sometimes that she had to deal with <laughs> um, yeah that was crazy definitely and again it's the most loyal to the books it yeah. doesn't necessarily
1: did you she like when she got back though how she was just Frank Hingriger yeah the <laughs> Sir Robert Strong yeah. or whatever
0: That was in the books too. But she seemed
1: to just snap right back into it right after that. Yeah, I think it should have been a little more. I do agree. I agree with that. But um. But I guess what they're probably trying to get across is revenge.
0: Oh yeah, and at that point, I'm kind of with her.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've never
0: been behind Cersei as much as that movie. But
1: I think there should have been a little bit more emotion in it. Like she should have been emotionally. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely agree.
1: But. But it just might be her. She's it's cold, an excellent bitch. job
0: bitch. Got to give the show credit because even though it is basically word for word from the books uh, or shot for shot, uh, it does the same thing it does in the books. I mean, it makes you root for someone at least in that moment. Maybe once you the scene's over and you take a second to realize who she is, you go back to normal. But at least in that moment, you are rooting for her to get her revenge. Yeah, that yeah is so fucked up. He, no matter you know she's still a human being she might be the worst bitch in the world but you just don't do that <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, I kept thinking i can't wait till the non-lady gets her head chopped off
0: yeah <laughs> the high sparrow yeah. he's
1: such an obnoxious character for yeah me. but a great acting
0: job oh yeah absolutely
1: you did a great job it's just kind of pretentious i guess
0: yeah uh the Arya stuff actually thought I remember I complained. I still have the same complaint that it's a little hammering the nail in the head repeatedly about yeah. how bad of a guy he is. He sees it hitting the girls, but it was awesome when she killed him. Oh in yeah, and the way she I, did. I like how
1: she, since she plays the game of faces, yeah, she gets hit, doesn't move. Talk
0: about brutal! Though. Stab his eyes out! Da, 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 da. Holy crap! I would <laughs> Just, not want
1: to be on her list.
0: That was awesome, <laughs> and. It ends the same way as it did. It goes a little bit farther than the books, but she's blind because she's punished.
1: So, does the thing happen with the other um, faceless man that the one drinks like poison or I something? I can't
0: remember because Jack and Hagar is not there in the books. Oh, uh, okay. That's added because. You know, they want to simplify it a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's just sort of more of a... I thought American it was
0: market. pretty cool whether it made sense or not. I don't know, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think it's sort of one of those things
1: that's not supposed to be concrete. And yeah, like yeah, Complete yeah. sense, you no know. No doubt.
0: Uh, let's see. Dorn still sucks.
1: Yeah, uh, it was uh, probably it's one of its better episodes, though, for the...
0: The scene between Jamie and Maricela was pretty awesome. yeah. But I still think Doran was ruined this whole season. Yeah,
1: I have. Yes. I heard they already got the location for Doran set up and stuff, so... It's it's coming coming back. It's going to be in next season. Okay.
0: Well, it's just so dumb. Doran's only heir to his throne is on that boat. Yeah. (laughs) They'll easily just kill him and then... So that kind of doesn't make any sense. Uh, But
1: I I was also hearing that they said they didn't, until you see a cold, hard body, you know, no one's dead. And that's the one thing they were saying about Marcello. Although, I don't see her being alive. It seems.
0: her, I think she's the most dead of anyone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's
1: how I felt as well. Even with Stannis.
0: There's a lot of implied deaths. I don't know if any of them are dead.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so many cliffhangers. Uh, Let's see, Sansa, she... That is kind of sucky as well to me. I mean, it's a cool moment when Dion pushes Miranda down. Yeah. But, man, they I just don't know why they put themselves in this position with Sansa, where she was starting to become more empowered because of all everything she's been through, and then boom, she's a victim this whole season. Yeah, it's, this,
1: it's the same old thing. It's like Sansa's been set up to have a good season since and then, yeah. almost the beginning, and it's never happened.
0: <laughs> and they jump off the thing. I'm pretty sure they're fine.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't think that's supposed to be them jumping to their deaths after they just. No, yeah, they're gonna. But um, Brienne, that's so stupid.
1: Yeah, She's, I was like, I called that before anything. Literally She's gonna walk away right before. Yeah,
0: that. that's so obvious, so dumb. That's literally all she did the whole season was stand there and <laughs> wait for this candle to light. What a waste of a good character, and then. I thought, actually, it was a really cool scene between her and Stannis on the battlefield. Yeah, like, I liked it, too. His acting was awesome. He's just oh, like, yeah. He's been fantastic. Do you do? Yeah. And I think he's alive. I, I think so, too. I think the she sh- realizes that he's more
1: useful to are yeah. alive.
0: The show that doesn't turn away from... A burning child alive, <laughs> a rape, uh, all these deadly kills, the beheading that John did earlier in the season. Yeah. They're going to cut away at a main character who we just, just suddenly started hating's death. No yeah. way. Yeah, I don't buy it for a second. That just burned his child alive yeah. during a battle. Like... I don't buy it for a second. No, me either. And I'll be pissed if that is the case. Actually, because I want to see him get us come up and
1: absolutely. You know, I think. Here, is a kind of tinfoil prediction is that she's. Gonna uh, I think use... it's
0: been five minutes. Maybe give us five more. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think she's gonna try to use him to trade for Sansa or something like yeah. that, and they're gonna try to f him over. Or, maybe... or
0: I think, yeah, he's gonna be her captive, and he's, she's gonna try to use him for other means.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything other than John. Yeah. Uh, all right,
1: let's get. Um, to
0: Sam. Oh yeah, he's going to Old Town.
1: Old Town. I heard they had a a city scouted out for Old Town for cool. next season. that so. should be cool. Yeah. Where Where do you think they would like an Italian place or something like that? It's supposed to be old, but kind of sophisticated. I kind of picture it in
0: my head as, like, a lot of green, like, a lot of, like, beautiful vistas, but with these old stone buildings.
1: Yeah, from what I understand, is Old Town is sort of the most different city yeah. from I can't, the rest. Yeah. But, anyway, now we can get to see him. Or, not see him. <laughs> Johnny Boy. Johnny. Yeah, he is dead.
0: And I do believe he's dead. But I... Do believe he's
1: coming back from the yeah. dead? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably um, the best way to put it.
0: I don't. I was pretty disappointed in how that scene came about. It just seems so dumb that he walks right in, lets them stab one after another, with just stands there in the meantime. Yeah. You know, in the books, it's way more create like chaotic. Like there's ghost is trying to protect him, but there's other men that are like keeping him at bay one one is trying the giant is trying to do something he's fighting like three people at once and, oh really and they're like boom for photo watch boom for photo watch and mm. so stupid
1: that Ollie is the kill shot yeah he's the only one that cries
0: and he's the created character that doesn't exist in the books yeah
1: he, uh, I feel like they just so predictable him.
0: every time they show him <clears throat> he just shoots daggers at John every yeah spot. it's Oh,
1: I didn't like it. I liked how they used Benjamin as
0: that was a pretty awesome troll job. <laughs> yeah, for real. Sure I'm in the beginning, <laughs> yeah, then, I thought, wow, he's coming back. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be another one of those clues they show you in the show that they didn't have yeah. in the book quite yeah. much. Um, yeah,
0: that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I can't but, believe
1: I fell for it for so long. Now that I should have known that was going to happen, even. Yeah. When he said Benji, I was like, no way, is going to be in it. And then, as soon as he got outside, I was like, oh, oh no.
0: It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason they kill him in the books is way better, too. Really? Because the reason they're killing him here, why'd they even let him in if they're just going to kill him two days later? Yeah, sure. The only reason they're killing him is because he brought the wildlings over. In the books, that's fine. They hate it, but it's not treasonous. The reason they kill him is because... He gets a letter from Ramsey saying, We've killed Stannis and his army and we have your sister Arya um held captive. And he's like, Screw uh, this, let's get we're going for Winterfell and that's why they killed him, because he's breaking his vows and he's gonna ruin their chance at protecting the realm.
1: Well, I can see why the show did that then, because I think they want to keep him tied to Rob and Edark where like they have this bad habit of being so honorable that yeah it kills
0: them yeah yeah but he's gotta be, he's gotta come back and no if matter he's I don't going believe be great no, hero no I don't care what the actor what the people say nothing is ever going to make me believe that he's not coming back because why else would they have Melisande show up two seconds before yeah that's band? way too why else would they have Sam saying two episodes earlier oh don't worry John always comes back.
1: Yeah, and, and why would they even have shared the brotherhood in the banner? Why
0: would they allude so much to his parentage and how big a reveal that's going to be and how he's you know, he's set up to be the only opposition to the white walkers and yeah. it's just way too much. It's terrible, understand. terrible storytelling if he's dead forever. Without a uh,
1: Catlin coming back, they said showing the brotherhood without banners before and the resurrection thing doesn't really make yeah. Much sense at all to the rest. Yep.
0: And basically, the show is now caught up to the books, so we can all speculate together. Yeah. So to what's going to happen?
1: They say I, that uh, the next book should be out for the season. But I, I think mean, so
0: too. I hundred I'm on this conspiracy theory that they're in cahoots. You think? That they did it on purpose. Because it's uncharacteristic of them to have so many cliffhangers of negative things. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like. This is basically they, them saying, all right, George, here, we're going to leave it right where your book's ended. You release your next book right before our next season. You get sales be- because of how popular we are, and then we'll get more viewers yeah. based off the popularity. Like, they can help each other out in that way. Absolutely. I am, I, ha- I have an even crazier conspiracy theory than, <laughs> that he's actually been done the sixth book for a while. And he's working hard to finish the last book, so that he can release the sixth book right before the sixth season, and the last book right before the last season. Do you think
1: they're actually going to just do seven though?
0: I do, and I think it's a mistake. But I do, I do, I do think that. Yeah,
1: it's it is interesting. I mean, every they said every character signed a contract to the seventh season. Yeah. Even Joffrey, like.
0: Yeah, in case they want to.
1: Yeah. yeah. Alright,
0: we said we were going to rate this season out of 10.
1: Let's do it. It's tough. I'll I'll start it.
0: It's my least favorite of the series. I've made no bones about that. Uh, I would give it a 7 out of 10. I can't go lower than that because Hard Home is one of the best episodes ever. Yeah. And the first half of the season, while slow, was pretty well done, I felt like, for, and, and the, for, for the most part. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. Uh, I'll go with the seven and a half. I just think the uh, hard, hand, the good parts were good, great. Yeah. And then the rest was just sort of dull. But again, it's game and scale.
0: Yes. And let's rank the seasons.
1: All right. What are we on? This Five. is
0: the fifth season. All right.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, it's fifth season, probably fifth.
0: Okay. Me
1: as well. Fourth season's probably two. Second worst. The second season, I mean, second season, second worst. Yeah. Start.
0: What's your favorite season in Greta? All right. All right. Yeah, that might be a little.
1: <laughs> um. Three.
0: Three is your favorite. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your second?
1: Second favorite is. Very close between... But I'm going to go with one. Okay. And then four. And two,
0: two five. five. Okay, I can I can appreciate that. I would go four as my... Season four as my favorite. I just thought they killed it the all season long, including that last season's finale being one of my favorite episodes as well, ending on such a high note. Third season would be number two for me. Red Wedding and... Again, so many cool moments. Yeah. And what do you know? The book that they took two seasons to adapt, those are the two best seasons. Yeah. And the two books that they crammed into one season is my least favorite. Oh, what a surprise.
1: Yeah. I, def- this season was definitely affected the most by the fact yeah. you were so constrained by time. I agree.
0: First season is my third favorite. It's still great. That is definitely, like, the most... Beat for beat, similar to the books. Yeah. And the second season's my second least favorite, and then this season was my least. But I don't understand why they prohibited, them, prohibited themselves to seven seasons so strictly. I don't understand You know, that you know I, I feel like, I don't know, of course HBO would take as many seasons as they want to yeah. give, oh, yeah. and the creatively I think they could have at least done eight.
1: Yeah, but, I agree. I think eight would yeah. be a pretty sweet spot. Eight or maybe nine.
0: Everything just felt so rushed this season. But not because, and I understand why it could be rushed, but they put themselves in that position, in my opinion. Yeah, I
1: agree with you. That's so, the one thing I just quite don't understand. Yeah. I, I think this show would benefit from half seasons, six, seven episodes. Yeah. Plus you could ride that Game of Thrones way longer, but... I think they're worried about burning themselves out or burning the yeah. show out. Plus budget. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's pretty much the most popular show ever. Yeah.
0: As dramatic as I was being after the last the ninth episode, I will continue to watch. I do think there's a chance they can rebound from this. Especially if George gets his book out. Then I'll feel like they're more on the same page. You know? Yeah. But... I still like the show; It's still a great show. Like, I don't know. It's just disappointing when you have such high expectations.
1: Yeah, and I, I do think that they were a little bit worried about stepping on his toes a bit with some of the yeah decisions. I just don't I think like, was pretty ballsy. in yeah. self. But I feel it, like, it paid off best of any.
0: Make of a decision. So. Stick to your guns. Trust yourselves. Leave it that. Let it speak for itself. Don't. I don't like this whole going back and forth with like hey George told us this hey don't look at us George said it yeah that kind of yeah. is annoying like just cause he said it doesn't mean you had to do it <laughs> yeah but anyway I talked about Sense8 how I started it yeah I finished it did you I watched it uh, the whole season in about 3 or 4 days
1: nice so I it's it good. good yeah it was
0: pretty darn good I wouldn't say it was great but it was just super interesting the whole way i was kind of surprised by the ending because I thought it was going to be 13 episodes and at the end of the 12th episode that was it I was like oh that's it oh, <laughs> I thought man. for sure there was going to be one more but uh, hopefully there's a season 2 again I would recommend it it's a really cool show is
1: it one of those shows that it's like so such a great idea and fairly well executed that it makes you more excited that oh, yes man, the second season would be amazing yes okay
0: <laughs> It pretty. I think the acting's pretty good. The story is pretty good. I mean, it has its weak moments here and there, but so well directed, and such a cool idea that yeah, that's basically what carries it. Nice. Um. Yeah, it's basically like he, a little bit of hero's style to it, but way better because Wachowski's yeah. has like a Cloud Atlas vibe to it. Uh. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Nice. And I also watched the first two episodes of the new season of Orange is the New Black.
1: I haven't season seen three. the last couple episodes of the second season yet, but if you want to go into it, it's not spoiling nothing. For the whole,
0: there's nothing to spoil. Okay. Um, I'm pretty disappointed with the first two episodes. I love season one, and I love season two even more. Okay. So, uh, sky high expectations. And I hear it gets this season gets better as it goes on, but... Wow, talk about I just felt like the end of the second season was amazing. It got pretty like dark and intense and uh cool. this third season starts off it's like Mother's Day at the jail. Woohoo. So lighthearted like inconsequential and kind of preachy at times. And then the second episode is there's bed bugs in the in the jail, and oh. it just feels like a sit. It's turned into just a sitcom at this point. I want to go back to this like great drama that has a lot of comedy in it, not just screwball, yeah. sitcom comedy comedy. You know, and I hear it does get better, so I'm I'm going to keep watching at least through this season and see where I stand. But
1: it's interesting. It seems like a lot of the Netflix shows are running out of steam in their third seasons.
0: Yeah, it just seems. I don't know, like, Sense Eight, this was a show, I just was, I'll give it one episode and see what it's like, and then I binged the whole thing. Obviously, I had time if I was able to watch all these movies and binge yeah. that show, but with Orange is the New Black, I'm only through two episodes, because it's just, like, one of those things I wait till there's nothing else to yeah. watch, whereas last season, I was like, boom, we gotta watch it, boom, we gotta watch it. That's how I
1: felt about se- uh, House of Cards in season three. Yeah. I, I binge-watched the first two seasons, and... The third one, it's taken me a while to get through. Gotcha. Not that, It's not horrible either. It's just, I don't know. No, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. And I guess it just depends how, where you're at personally when it comes on. At the same yeah. Time, you know, you're just not in the mood for just a New Black right now. Yeah. But let's move on to the news. We have just a couple things. Not even anything that interesting, but uh, Rupert Wyatt, who directed The Gambler. Which we reviewed, yeah, and Rise of the Planet of the Apes, uh, is going to direct the Gambit movie, starring Channing Tatum, the X Men right. spinoff.
1: The it's Gambler
0: has me worried, but it's not that kind of movie, and I did like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and that seems more along the lines of it. Yeah. So, I watch it. I like uh, it. Gambit's a cool character. Gambit.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I always like Gambit. <laughs> and I love Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's really a good pick for
0: him. Yeah. So. Uh, interesting we'll, we'll see um, Rob Zombie is going to direct Groucho Marx biopic. tell me that makes sense <laughs> alright uh, he's really just done mostly horror at this point I think and yeah. not any a couple that I liked but a lot that I didn't yeah. so I don't know I'll wait to see a trailer or something yeah. it could be interesting though it's cool that he's going in a little bit of a different direction could turn out and lastly speaking of horror Eli Roth the director of Hostel and um the other horror movies that he's made yeah. he's gonna direct the giant shark thriller Meg <laughs> so I guess that's like a Megaton like a, isn't there a shark that's bigger than a great white? yeah it starts well, with Meg yes yeah, I guess that's what it's, like it's gonna done. be yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that's what it's gonna be about. Yeah, jaws of the new age.
1: We'll see about that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I liked the first Hostel. I liked his first movie that I can't remember the name of for some reason right now, but haven't liked really any of his movies
1: since. Yeah,
0: his best moment in his career is being one of the inglorious bastards. Really, he's the guy, Teddy. I believe his name is the one with the baseball bat oh really yeah that's Eli Roth <laughs> great Roth. <laughs> nice um, alright pre-judgment day we watched a few trailers uh, first Rock the Casbah this is a new uh, Bill Murray movie coming out it's supposed to be a comedy about a manager uh, of a rock performer <laughs> that's going across these on a tour
1: yeah it doesn't uh, seem like one they want to be on
0: yeah What'd you think?
1: Uh, is it got Bill Murray. It's going to be funny, I guess. It doesn't look amazing.
0: I thought it looked pretty bad.
1: Um, it seemed like they. What was the other Afghanistan comedy? Maybe they shot them both the same time or something.
0: <laughs> this. They were going for laughs at times in this trailer. I did not laugh once.
1: I thought. I just like Bill Murray's character. I do
0: like Bill Murray in general. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure there will be something there, but.
1: I'm not sure how much of that they'll be, though.
0: You, a trailer, even for a bad movie, usually there's something that's like piques your interest. This, for me, just did nothing for me. Really? I guess if reviews are good, I'll still see it, but man. It's I'm not of, expecting
1: much, but I did not not like the trailer. I, it's I fair. It. I mean,
0: hey, I don't know. Just something about it was grating to me. I don't know. All right. All right. Uh, next, we watched A Deadly Adoption. <laughs> Straight to Lifetime TV movie starring Will Ferrell and
1: whatever her name is, blonde comedian girl
0: Kristen Wick. There we are. Yes, and this was hilarious. I heard about this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's they shot it in secret, and somehow it got. They were just gonna throw it on the schedule out of nowhere, <laughs> but it kind of got out to the through the, the press or whatever, and they were going to cancel it. But then they decided to go ahead with it. premieres this Saturday, J- uh, June 20th, on Lifetime, and it's basically just a straightforward Lifetime movie starring Will Ferrell, <laughs> and Kristen Wiig. They thought it would be hilarious to play it straight. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like his movie Casadema, Casa the Padre, the you know that yeah. Spanish movie he did where he played it straight and that was kind of the joke.
1: That I've never been so confused for a trailer. <laughs> it's like, is this a big gag on me or is this like actually like going yeah. serious?
0: I almost felt like a college humor fake trailer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or um, especially
1: the Lifetime part of it. Like, it, it's a Lifetime
0: movie? Yeah. I'm definitely going to record it and watch it. <laughs> yeah, There's gonna, no doubt it out. in my mind. Uh, should be hilarious. Unintentionally slash intentionally. Yeah. And lastly, we watched the trailer for The Program. This is the movie from the director that brought us Philomena and the Queen. Starring Ben Foster as Lance Armstrong. And it's basically about his blood doping scandal and how... He gets caught with the lie and all that. Yeah, it it looked pretty good. It did look pretty good. Yeah, I liked this director. I never saw The Queen, but I did like Philomena quite a bit. Uh, Ben Foster is a great actor. He looks the part. Yeah. Uh, He's got that awesome receding hairline. (laughs) Hermos looks really weird, but at the same time, it looks right. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. But uh, he's got Chris O'Dowd is really good as uh, the reporter chasing him down. I'm looking forward to it
1: yeah I am too it, it seems to be kind of uh I don't know like how in the movie below they go through the whole thing and show the demise like it seems like they're going the same direction in yeah. that
0: sense this was not on my radar at all until I saw this trailer yeah I,
1: I'd heard about it at all I figured there would be a movie about him at some point but I, I thought the, it'd be hard for them to do it actually about him in the bad part
0: yeah there was a documentary last year called The, the Armstrong Lie, which I heard was decent, hmm. which actually is interviews with him, and he's lying to this director. And then when everything breaks out, he finally has to come clean. So that, I might want to check that. Maybe I'll do like a double feature. Yeah, with the, the, that might be cool. The movie. Um, all right, well, in theaters a couple of weeks ago, wasn't a huge week at the box office, but Spy... Your movie. Yeah. First place, 20, $29 million. Oh. Uh Good reviews, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. So nice. Might not make a ton, but you're going to keep most of it. Uh, my movie, Insidious Chapter 3, came out. $22.5 million opening weekend. Not terrible. Not horrible at all. You know it's a low budget, but that kind of does me no good when you combine it with a blockbuster bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Ah man rough year rough rough summer for me also, the entourage
1: movie came out made about ten million. I thought that would do a little bit better, so did I It was kind of bombed uh, yeah, I'm sure I've seen to have a pretty nice following of people
0: and a lot of backlash I heard about it, really? yeah, with like sexism and just how stupid it is so
1: i I never religiously watched the show. I never seen, seen it once seen in my life episodes here and there, but yeah
0: and lastly Love and Mercy made about 2 million this is the biopic about the guy from the Beach Boys um ah okay Wilson
1: uh I just recently know? heard about this movie um
0: I heard it was pretty good
1: yeah it looked good yeah
0: uh, Paul Dano is Wilson his last name is Wilson <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to sing that bare naked Lady song lying in bed just Brian Wilson yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. And on Redbox, next we'll be revealing Black Hat, starring Chris Hemsworth, directed by Michael Mann. And we will be doing our top five hacker movies. And for the film club, we'll be talking about Sneakers, the early '90s hacker movie, so yeah. to speak. Also coming out on Redbox, The Duff. This is the the dumb, ugly, fat friend, I believe, is the abbreviation. Mm-hmm. A comedy. Indie comedy, which I actually heard surprisingly decent things about, so huh. I might check it out somewhere down the line. Project Almanac, this sci-fi thriller, I've heard time of it. travel, I believe.
1: Uh.
0: Um, didn't get great reviews, so. I,
1: I like the idea of time travel and stuff, but I've never seen a movie that does it decent or justice at least. Have you
0: seen Primer? Uh, no. See Primer. Okay. It's. I don't love the movie, but it is the most realistic take you will ever get. Nice. Or a time travel movie, yeah, indie movie. Um, and Serena comes out, so in Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Why are we reviewing that? Because it was like such a low limited release movie that didn't get great reviews or buzz. Huh. So I don't know. That's Wasn't great. I thought Black Hat would be a little more interesting to talk about? Yeah. Time will tell if I was <laughs> right. In our next episode. But as always, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our Reddit page. Um, I'll try to link it up into the show notes and as always you could shoot us an email. The redbox report at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the redbox Report. I'm personally on Twitter at the Oriole Report.
1: And I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joel.
0: Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I am at The Order Report.
1: And as always... Thanks for listening. See you next time.